open your cerebral cortex and shift your lobes into upper beta phase because you are going to have Bitcoin knowledge transmitted directly into your vestibulocochlear. Your host of Bitcoin Knowledge is Trace Mayer, an early Bitcoin advocate since it cost a quarter, but this is not intended to be investment advice. A doctor of jurisprudence, but this is definitely not legal advice. And an investor in core cryptocurrency infrastructure, including Armory, BitPay, Kraken, and Mitagio, but this is not a recommendation of those services. Here, you get fed via direct mind download with pure and free Bitcoin knowledge. Welcome back to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast. We have a tremendous interview with Rodolfo Novak. He's the CEO and founder of CoinKite. Welcome to the podcast, Rodolfo. Thanks for having me here, Tracy. Yeah, so when did you uh, first learn about Bitcoin? Like, How did you get involved in this community? I heard about it in 2011. Uh, my current co-founder, Peter, bumped into the paper. And we were sort of amazed by this thing. And uh, they made us build a btclook.com. It was that crazy blockchain explorer that had lots of bubbles for you to explore. And then, uh, you know, once you kind of go into the Bitcoin rabbit hole, you just never come out. And so now you're, you're working on CoinKite. What exactly do you do at CoinKite? We are one of the largest Bitcoin API and wallet providers. We now process about $100 million every quarter, I think. About, yeah, I think it was 360,000 Bitcoins in oh the last goodness. month. Wow. In the last month, actually. That's pretty, pretty decent. <laughs> I, I, I'm losing track of the numbers here, you know, because we, we're just like, things are just growing so fast. And we've been in, we've been in the Bitcoin space since uh, 2013. I mean, it's it's two years old company. We're just never on the news because we don't lose people's monies. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if only we could have more companies like that in the space. <laughs> how how do you manage to not lose people's money? <laughs> I, I I think uh, we come from a slightly different background, right? Than most Bitcoin startups. My co-founder actually built. The, so if you fly in the U.S. between states, the dot in the radar, okay, in every single flight in the states, the last point of redundancy goes through a box that my co-founder wrote for Lockheed Martin. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're talking about the radar that ATC uses or exactly. the radar that like, because I think <laughs> I think some of the individual planes that actually have their own traffic awareness systems. No, also, this is, but you're this talking is about for, for ATC. Okay, yeah, this control. is this is for control. Yeah, between states. So when you lose one spot, you go to the next. There's a, a blind spot there in between, and this is the system that handles that. Oh, interesting. I actually went to. Uh, I toured a Tracon facility in Southern California, where they had I think 65 controllers on duty all at once. They're handling all the air traffic control for Southern California. There you and, go. You know, it's very it's very interesting just how conscious they are 
when it comes to security. Like I had to have a background check done on me like two or three weeks before <laughs> I actually went to the facility. When I went into the facility, we're talking like, you know, there was an armed Marine, like making sure that I wasn't bringing anything <laughs> in with me. It's actually on a Marine base. So, I mean, I had to get onto the Marine base and then I had to like get over to the facility. And all of this is because, I mean, you're talking about your, your co-founder built a piece of the puzzle that is critical for national security, that's critical for defense of the borders, things of this nature. I mean, there's yep. really not any margin for error that, that's taken when we're dealing with these types of systems, right? Exactly. And, and when we started building our terminals, we couldn't find a wallet that we could trust to make the payment transactions go through. So we built CoinKite.com which became our actual focus. We, we decided to just leverage all the tech that we built for ourselves and provide that to others as an API or as a, you know, a consumer wallet. Now, what do you mean by that? Because, I mean, for, the, for those that don't really kind of understand, Armory and CoinKite are in very similar spots here, serving you know, similar types of clients. What do you mean by you couldn't, you couldn't find a wallet that could craft the transaction the way that you so, I guess you wanted to, to craft it. There are two problems, right? One is how to secure a transaction that has to be handled by a server just because of the other problem, which is scale, right? So if you're trying to process thousands and thousands of Bitcoins in very short time frames for you know, all kinds of customers, from exchanges to remittance to you know, individual people who just hold a lot of coins, you have to have a that scales, right? And for that, you need servers. Now, the issue is a lot of Bitcoin companies don't use what's called an HSM, right? It's a hardware security module. That's kind of like a black box that does nothing but sign and generate keys. Okay, it does nothing else. It's, it's almost like an unhackable piece of hardware, right? I mean, nothing is impossible, but it's practically impossible well, to hack an HSM. Yeah, one, well, and I know that, you know, with some of the HSMs we have working with Armory, if you do try to hack them or hack uh, the physical side of it, they'll self-destruct. Exactly. They commit uh, harder suicide. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they like straight out of James Bond. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, it's kind of like we call it it's an inverse bomb, right? Like the thing just self-destructs. And the thing is, when we started out, you couldn't find an HSM in the market, neither from, there's essentially two largest players in the world for HSMs. Neither of them could do uh, Bitcoin transactions because they couldn't support the Bitcoin curve natively. So we couldn't do that in the scale that we needed. So we went out and, you know, with the skill set that my team has, we actually built one. And then we built a few. <laughs> and they all work in parallel in different locations to securely transact Bitcoin. And that's sort of the back end of CoinKite. We actually built our own wallet from scratch. So okay. we actually don't depend on other companies' technology to, to transact that's why we have such a good up time. I mean, it's been like two years. And, you know, if we were down for 10 minutes in total, is a lot. Right. What are you seeing in terms of uh, Bitcoin adoption? Like, where do you think it's going? Oh, I mean, it's happening, right? I mean, especially in the P2P space. I mean, we're looking at the volumes through our system, especially because we can see that. 
they're they're just growing astonishingly. I mean, we've we've grown I think three hundred percent in the last uh, couple months. I mean, it, it's it, it's it's just insane. Now, are these are these number of users, number of bitcoins being processed, like Everything. dollar value? <laughs> oh, pretty much just across the board. Like That's your right. business is three um, times as large as it was. Exactly. The volume, especially, has grown even faster than that, right? So I'm looking here. We did the 360,000 bitcoins in the last 30 days. That's that's you know, if the price was supposed to be what it's supposed to be today, <laughs> if it wasn't for the the block size drama, we would uh, we would be seeing you know 100 million dollars on that. <laughs> do you, well, do you, I mean, do you think it's the block size drama, or or is it some of the drama yeah, that's, queens, that's, or? <laughs> no, I, I think the the issue is that everybody needs to cool down. And uh, and uh, you know, we you should all just cool down with a lot of patience. Take the time that it takes to make the decisions that need to be made in consensus. Um, what what do you mean by that? Like, what do you mean making the decisions in consensus? Because Mike Hearn and Gavin Andreessen they've they've gone and launched Bitcoin XT. It could potentially fork the network. I mean, what what do you mean by in consensus? So. I'm not too concerned about forks. Uh, that's personal. I think that the network will rectify itself and everything will be fine. I, I think the biggest issue that we have right now is, is governance, right? We just need to figure out a way in which we can govern in consensus where we have good representation of the majority of the world and the majority of, of you know, people. We, we need... We need variety. <laughs> we, we need people from all sort of backgrounds, all countries, and you know, people need to figure out how to make that happen. There are smarter people than me that are working on that, and, and I'll leave them to it. My biggest concern is getting more people using Bitcoin and getting you know, cool apps out there and supporting them. Well, what, what are we looking at uh, coming out of CoinKite in the next year? Uh, what, what, so, what should we be expecting from you guys? So... Last year, we launched essentially the most flexible multi-sig system out there where you can do M out of 15 in any combination and you can generate any or all private keys offline or use ledgers or your servers. We decided to build an ultra-flexible system. It, the imagination is your limit. And then we wrapped all of our systems into an API, right? So you can build anything that we can build uh, with our API, you could even create a CoinKite competitor. <laughs> well, you know, uh, speaking of that, I I actually really I like the idea of having lots of different versions of the software out there, lots of different implementations of it. Uh, I've had Eric Lombroso, a CEO of Cypherx, on here because he's built MSigna, which does some multi-sig, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously, I'm associated with Armory. You guys are with CoinKite. You know, I, I think that the attack surface, or at least the attack vectors, could be greatly made a lot more secure if somebody's using like a multi-sig address where they're generating the keys offline in exactly. these multiple different software implementations. I mean, what do you, what do you think about that? Oh, I think that's the best way of mitigating risk, right? It's all about removing single points of failure, right? So if you are actually using other systems to handle some of the cryptography you're you're just you know creating even harder space for attackers to come uh, one of our users actually uses armory lockbox to generate coinkite keys 
and then he uses Quankite multisig. Uh, we have another user who, well, I mean, I know a bunch of them do, is they use uh, Ledger wallets. So with our multisig, you can actually have like 15 ledgers in one wallet. Yeah, because... So Oh, go it, ahead. it really, really, really uh, mitigates risk. Yeah, it makes it very hard. Because I was watching the tour of the uh, the Ledger Wallet facility, and you know they're they're making these little little cards, and I guess one of the cards had uh, uh, they they have a CoinKite implementation of it. Maybe you could describe that a little bit more in depth. Sure. Like what's going so, on there? What's really nice is that we believe in thing in doing things the Bitcoin way, and by that we mean. You know, we respect Bitcoin standards and we open up our system to any Bitcoin standard to just work. Right. So because the guys from Ledger also do the same, there is no trust in between us and Ledger. All you have to do is initiate a Ledger in the right schema and then the Ledger Chrome wallet would just plug in your Ledger uh, extended public key. And then that's it. You generate a Quankite wallet without having to have trust in between us and Ledger. That okay, nice. really makes it exponentially harder for attackers. Uh huh. So you know, where, where's the revenue going to be coming from? We're going to be selling Quankite ledgers. Or are we going to be selling you know green wallet ledgers? We we actually so we have a membership model, right? So you can actually create a free account on Quankite and use it and store any amount in multisig. And then, you know, if you need more wallets, more API keys, then you pay us 10 bucks a month or 80 bucks a month, or you can just have an enterprise account and we have a, a whole bunch of other things for you. It, it's all based on usage, right? We really like to have a fair price. You know, back, back, to, back to beating on uh, Mike Hearn, you know, his first commit to Bitcoin uh, caused the inadvertent hard fork in March of 2013 that Dr. Woolley had to fix. Uh, but in this Bitcoin XT code, you know, there are tens of thousands of lines of code which are going to be blacklisting different Tor IP addresses. And, you know, I noticed like on CoinKite, you, you have some Tor and Onion services. Like, why do you think that's important? And what, what are these services that you guys are offering? So we believe in privacy, right, and freedom of speech. So, well, I mean, but Mike Hearn wants to introduce these red listings where you I'm know, not concerned. You're, you're not concerned about that type of I'm stuff. I'm not concerned, uh, honestly. All these things can be tried to be implemented, but they, you know, you can just change addresses. This thing is a fight that you can't win. Blacklisting never really works. It's the internet. Now, I think what is important is. I mean, even Facebook now, <laughs> which is the opposite of privacy, offers Tor addresses. The reality is that we provide services to countries in which some people can't freely do Bitcoin or have issues with you know, privacy and you know, their lives at stake. So from day one, we always thought it would be interesting to offer Tor uh, access to our site properly done, right? And also Tor access to our API. So you can essentially do anything you do on coinkite.com you can do with our onion address. Another very nice thing is that you bypass Cloudflare if you use onion address. That means you have a secure connection end-to-end to us. That's that's really strong. You know, for for our listeners that don't 
thoroughly understand Tor or, or haven't done too much research into it, what what is this onion routing? Uh, like, why is that important to privacy? Why is that important to people being able to interact with the Bitcoin network and just the general ethos that we in the Bitcoin community adopt? Like, why? I mean, why is that important? Tor enables us to have the internet that we used to have when we were in the early days, right? Remember back in the day when you could say whatever you wanted on the internet and nobody was going to know who you were? That idea is what Tor really sort of represents. This idea that you can be uh, anonymous on the internet so that you can have true freedom of speech. It's not about illegal things. It's about enabling people to have privacy. You know, and it's widely used by law enforcement and journalists and oh, for the sure. military, right? Because it it helps protect the privacy of, of people in, in these sensitive locations. Exactly. I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of people in the world who are in countries that have a lot of censorship and in, in, you know, in their internet, they just can't fully participate in the world's discussion, right? And, and that's what Tor enables them to do. You know, when we're talking about new people participating in the world's discussion, you know, what about these billions of people that are going to be coming online through their smartphone devices? What role do you see CoinKite playing with with these billions and millions of people? So we already have a lot of customers from countries where people use smartphones and never really use the computer to access CoinKite. Um, right now, we do have a nice uh, web interface that that works on phones. We do have apps on the pipeline as well. And one thing I it was always like was sort of like a pet passion of mine. It was to to have uh, SMS as a possibility to transact funds, right? So since the early days, we always sort of let people send money via SMS. So send Bitcoin via SMS to each other using CoinKite in any other wallet. Uh, so you could just withdraw to any address you wanted. I mean, you know, the, the inclusion that these people have into the financial world is it's, it's amazing, right? I mean, you, you're going to have people who are in refugee camps who are not allowed to have an economy within it. Uh, being able to transact and to have income and, and to escape the poverty of their geographical location through participate in the world economy. Well, I think that's a huge thing. Well, in the, I mean, these refugee camps is, is really kind of astounding. Some of them you know, or five generations they've been there, and yet they don't really have any economic freedoms. They're the the boss of the refugee camp, you know, engages in graft and and decides how the budgets are spent, and they're just stuck in this stateless existence and then not able to participate or interact or travel or anything like that. Right? I mean, you're talking about yep. helping these types of people. Exactly. That these people would have access to the world's economy. Right. That that's the dream. <laughs> That's that's what everybody wants is, is to be able to you know partake in the world's economy. It's to be able to have a bank account and be able to take loans and to be able to repay those loans and grow their businesses and you know and, and have a decent life. Yeah, be able to make a better future for them, for their their children, for uh, the people they interact with. All that's 
you know, very, you know, it gives people a lot of hope. So, you know, what, what are you most optimistic about, you know, as we look out 5, 10, 15 years, not necessarily just with Bitcoin, but just with the internet in general. I mean, you're already somebody shaping the future with CoinKite, you know, one of our largest Bitcoin companies. Uh, I mean, what are you most optimistic about looking out into the future? I think a paradigm has shifted, right? I think we've we've figured out a way to transact human to human in scale, regardless of location, right? We used to have that when we were nomad tribes, and you know we would sort of carry our shells with us and exchange them. You know, commerce is just it's 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 just it's a human expression, right? And now that Bitcoin happened, we can do that in a scale that uh, that was never foreseen. And and the world is going to change fundamentally because of that. I have no idea to which way it's going to change. Uh, we're going to sort of just ride this this wave along. But uh, but I, I think good things are to come, right? The, the idea that we're going to have an inclusion of half of the world's population into the world's economy, that's a big thing. We're going to be able to fund change in other places of the world. We're going to be able to finally, you know, have your car automatically pay a toll. <laughs> <laughs> you know, very, it's from very little things to very large things, right? It's, it's, like, it's kind of like what the internet did to information. Back in the day, you used to have to go to the library where information was. And now the library comes to you, right? So before you had to go to your bank or you had to go to an ATM or you had to go somewhere to handle money. And now sort of the world economy comes to your desk. It's the same idea. This is this is sort of like the 1980s of the internet still. <laughs> yes, I mean, we're talking, uh, we're going to be building out Wikipedia. You know, no more encyclopedias and libraries. Like we're going to be distributing the world's knowledge to everyone, everywhere for free. Exactly. It's a big, big, big deal. Trillions of dollars up for up up for change <laughs> you could say right <laughs> that's right i mean it's a uh, you know it's, it's the true revenge of the nerds <laughs> <laughs> well as jamie diamond said in the in the annual report you know silicon valley is coming and uh, those bitcoin guys they want to eat our lunch so <laughs> yeah we'd, we'd love to eat the, the big banks lunch but that's right we're coming for you <laughs> yeah they are in our sights <laughs> which is funny because you know google Google went up $65 billion of market cap in one day. And that's that's about, you know, Barclays has a $30 billion market cap. Deutsche Bank's $40 billion. Goldman Sachs is about $90 billion. You know, just to keep it in perspective, like, you know, these gigantic tech companies dwarf the size of the big Wall Street banks. And now the tech companies have turned the howitzers on the banks and they're getting ready to disrupt the financial services, aren't they? The, yeah, the way I like to see it is, uh, you know, when people ask me if there is already too much competition in Bitcoin space, I like to think of it this way. How many banks are there in the world and how many of them make money? <laughs> that, yeah. That's our market. Yeah, and it's, and it's trillions of dollars. Uh, these banks better become tech companies or they're going to get obliterated, just like the newspapers and the radio got obliterated. And We, we are experiencing a change of guard. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big thing. It's as simple as that. Well, you know, it's been a, been a fantastic interview. Uh, thanks for being with us. We've had Rodolfo Novak. He's CEO and founder of CoinKite. Uh, thanks for being with us. 
Well, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Be sure to get a copy of the free Bitcoin guide at freebitcoinguide.com. Got a question or suggestion? Record your voice at bitcoin.kn. Don't be shy. To help the show, share Bitcoin.kn with friends, post about it on Reddit, and otherwise, spam the interwebs. Your iTunes comments and five-star reviews are very important to us. Please continue tuning in to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast, where we release interviews with the top people in the Bitcoin world. Now take some choline and let that Bitcoin knowledge consolidate. 